You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 259. Today, I'm going to share with you the real problem with the law of attraction. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. You're here. You made it. You're amazing. Thank you. For so many of you, this episode is part of your weekly routine, your morning routine, and I'm so grateful for that. Hopefully, gratitude is a part of your routine as well. That's so critically important. So thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for all the shout outs always on the Instagrams. You're amazing. Today's episode is going to be really special. I know I say this every week, guys. I know. But we're going to talk about the LOA, Law of Attraction. This is a good one because we haven't done an episode on this for a while. I mean, we're always talking about this, but you know what I mean directly. And for that person, that extra special person in your life that you love oh so much, that you've tried so hard to try and explain this information to and all you get in response are the white of their eyes as they roll them and scoff. Ah, we all have those people in our lives. I know, I know. This would be a fantastic episode for them. Just fast forward this part right now. (laughs) You can just say, start five minutes in. How about that? It really is. In fact, one of the things that I love hearing the most is for our listeners that already like know a lot of this stuff. Two things seems to happen. First of all, a lot of our listeners already know this. They go, thank you so much. This was something I could give to my spouse or my business partner or the rest of my team. And they finally got it right? It finally started to make sense for them, okay? And the reason why is that for those that are skeptical, cynical, whatever you should be, and that's normal. I was for a very long time, and we're just not taught this stuff. So the very scariest thing is that in school, we were taught to think a certain way, and we just tend to kind of adopt these beliefs. They're like, well, if it wasn't in the textbooks in school, then it ain't real, you know? So we'll get into it, don't worry, and we'll explain it, but we're gonna talk about um, the problem with it, like how people just like totally screw it up. That's what's gonna make this episode really juicy. So our, our critics and cynics will love this episode for that reason. Also, what I notice is a lot of people that already know this stuff, and this is, I'm talking to you now, a lot of people that know this stuff ain't using it. Yeah, I'm just gonna pause because I'm talking to you. That's the difference. Okay, this is not something you learn and it makes a difference. This is something you use, you live, you embody. I mean, I I should just do an episode on this every week because what a powerful way to use it is just that repetition of every single week. And in fact, I'd love to anchor that for you right now, that what if you could use this episode every week and my voice as an opportunity to anchor in the intention, the conscious choice of being mindful of how you feel right now and what thoughts you choose to think. What if every single week this became a part of that discipline in choosing 
a more positive, higher based frequency. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, it's your choice. You don't have to, but that's going to be the difference for you is are we living it? Are we being it? Are we showing up this way? It's always so easy to, but I know this, but do you know in the context of which you're using this and the areas of your life that you're not? And I'll tell you right now, the answer is, how do I know if I'm not doing it right? How do I know if I'm not using it? The answer is, look at your life. Because the fact of the matter is, is everything in your life is simply a reflection of your vibratory state. In other words, the life around you, your experience of reality is the mirror to reflect back to you how, how well you're doing with this, I guess, you know, is the only other way is like how intentional you're being with it. Okay. So for those who don't know what we're talking about, we're going to get into this. Let's kick this off right now. So we're going to talk about why people have this problem with the law of attraction, the problem that there really is with the teachings around law of attraction and why it ain't working. Okay. This is what we're going to talk about. And this is awesome. I'm really excited to get into this because I haven't really shared this before, at least from this like lens. But before we do that, I do want to give like my uh, description and explanation and my perspective of the law of attraction, because this is something that I've been very intentional about in my life, learning, teaching, and most importantly, living, right? So what is this thing called the law of attraction? So the most simplest sense is the answer is like attracts like, but what the f- does that mean? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> the heck does that mean? All right. So we can approach this from many different ways, but I'm going to keep this as short as I can. When we operate from the idea that everything that we know in the universe, I guess, at least this universe is energy. Everything is energy. This starts to have a little bit more of a scientific approach that we start to make sense with. Everything is energy. But then people say, well, what does that mean? Well, the way that I define it is based on the whole fact that we know that everything is made up of atoms, right? Everything has atoms that we know is like something we can, you know, touch and, you know, hold in our hands and feel and look at, right? So everything that's made up is of atoms. But then we're told all of a sudden that, wait a second, even though everything is made up of atoms, like the desk you may be sitting at or the car you're driving or the phone in your hand is made up of these atoms, what are atoms made up of? And then we start hearing these ideas that atoms are made up of like 99.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
of what we're talking about here is that something is moving so fast, so fast that even fast is like, damn, that's fast, that it appears solid. And so what that means is that if everything is moving, then everything has a frequency to it. In other words, it has a rate, just like driving your car has a rate of speed. You're going 60 miles an hour, three miles an hour, right? So everything has an energy or a frequency to it, a rate at which it vibrates. And we are these like magical creatures, and I don't know about other creatures, that have like consciousness, but we have the ability to change our frequency. Whereas like, I don't think like a rock does. Maybe it does, I don't know. But we do, like we can change our frequency. We can change our vibratory state. And people say, well, how do you do that, James? Well, here's the thing, you already are. You're doing it moment by moment. So there's two things that play a role here. The first is that by the way, this has always like bothered me in a good way. Do you ever notice that we didn't learn in school what our emotions are? Did anybody tell you what your emotions are? Like they, we started to learn things like you have five senses, uh, you have your eyes, you can see, you can hear, right? And you're like writing this down. Oh, this is good. I can see this and hear this. Yeah. But no one was like, let me tell you what your emotions are. Now they'll describe emotions. They'll say sadness is when you feel sad. Okay. But did anybody here go to a school? Because maybe it was just me. But everyone I asked this, they, they have the same response as me, same experience as me. No one actually explained what our emotions are to us. Is that not weird to anybody else besides me? that no one described our emotions to us. Instead, what we were really told was like, it doesn't really matter, <laughs> I guess. You know, your emotions aren't really that important, right? And being, you know, especially when you know Myers-Briggs stuff, being an INTJ and a dude, a dude INTJ, I'm the type of person that really grew up thinking and believing that emotions aren't important, let's just bury them down and ignore them. And of course, my life began to change when I flipped that and made how I feel more important than just my intellect or my thoughts, right? Because the fact is, is that one way in which we can look at what purpose your emotions serve in your life, which I just love, is it's the gauge of your frequency. So you asked me here on this episode, how do we change our frequency, our vibratory state? Well, before we can change it, we need to know what it is. We need to know what are we vibrating at? You know, if you look at your, your miles per hour dashboard on your car, you go, I know I'm going 60 miles an hour. How do you know that? Because there's this little orange stick that points to 60. So we want to go 70. We know we got to speed up, not slow down, right? Because we got to know where we are in order to know where we want to go. So how do we know where you are? It's how you feel right now. Your emotions are the indicator, the measuring stick, the language that tells you where you're at on this emotional frequency scale, right? And of course, we can keep a simplistic sense of saying, let's just divvy it up into two types of emotions. There's a negative emotions and then there's positive. We can say it's a whole, you know, that's black and white, that's really simple, but it starts to help. 
And, you know, and there's, there's like emotional scales you can go look at, which is like some are heavier and lower frequencies and, you know, versus others. Like there's people will tell you that depression is lower than anger. So if you are in a depressed state, it's actually better to be angry than it is to be depressed. Notice too, by the way, uh, you, you can just try this on logically. How much more willing are you to take a new action, a different action from a place of anger than from a place of feeling depressed. Usually in, in a feeling of depressed, we don't take any action. And so all of a sudden you go up that scale a little bit into anger and you're like, all right, I'm gonna finally freaking do something about it, right? Okay, so it's just going up that scale. It's not about being, and that is one of the misconceptions. People just say, I just have to be happy all day long, which we're gonna get into this happy, 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 right? which is kind of numbing themselves to anything else. I'm just so happy, 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 happy. Now, good, don't get me wrong. Love the happies. Love the happies. Love the gratitudes, right? This is why gratitude's so important here because and we'll get into that, but gratitude is the frequency of receiving. It's the ultimate frequency of receiving because if you look at your life, anytime you got something you really wanted, you immediately felt grateful. You didn't feel wanting anymore. You felt, I got this thing. Yes. That's why we're always going to tell you how important it is to be grateful because you just receive more things and more reasons to feel grateful. Wow. It's so simple, right? Okay. So how do you change it? You change the frequency based on where you put your attention. Whatever you choose to focus on, go turn on the news where they're just going to talk about crap and all the bad things that are happening in the world. And guess what? You're going to start feeling like crap. You're going to feel angry. You're going to feel upset. You're going to feel depressed. You're going to feel sad. You're going to feel sorrow. And that emotion is going to be the indicator of where you're floating, flying at the frequency, the energy state that you're holding. Okay. So states like confidence have a frequency to it. States like joy, states like inspired, they, have, they are just indicators of where your frequency is at, but they are the indicator of where your attention already was placed. Just like if you choose to watch the news or if you choose to watch a case study of an inspiring entrepreneur just like you. Now, here's the funny thing too, of course, and we're going to get into this more, is you'll have two people watch the same case study of, a, of an entrepreneur like I did one recently with Tara Walsh called the most inspiring case study you'll ever listen to. You could have chosen and that's your choice. And that's what's going to get into why it's not working for people. This whole law of attraction, woo woo crap. One person listened to Tara and go, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Yes, I can't wait to do this and have a story like Tara that I can share on the Mind Your Business podcast. And then someone else goes and says, one more person that's successful while I'm not. What's the matter with me? Why do I suck? Why is everyone else becoming successful? I'm so behind. I'm still a newbie. I should have made it by now. Yeah, that's going to be a big clue and indicator into why this ain't working. So why did one person get amazing high-flying vibes from the same episode that gave someone else the nega, nega vibes? Well, you're going to find out. So I hope I've given an explanation of Law of Attraction for people to get it. It's, you know, you get what you focus on but we don't really know exactly what we're focusing on. You know, you're focusing on the right things when it starts to feel good. Hint, 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 hint. 
Okay. But even this is, this is important too, is a lot of people are focusing and uh, vibrating at the frequency of need and want. Like, are you going to be the needy guy at the bar that's like desperately hitting on a girl? Will you please let me buy you a drink, please? Right? That just like scares the girl away. So neediness, projecting the neediness vibe and feeling and wanting will attract more need and more wanting until you are you are it until you are the outcome until you are one with what you want and you no longer want it because you are it and you're grateful for it that's when the magic really comes into play so that's it that's loa in action and it works, but a lot of people are taking what they learn and they're screwing it up. <laughs> and this is this is where we're gonna talk about why is it not working for people? Why is it actually creating more problems than good for a lot of people? Well, when you learn this, it does get you to hopefully allow you to make your emotions, how you feel moment to moment, more important. It allows you to use your emotions as a guide, and that can be great, except people then begin to avoid that which feels negative. That's what feels heavy, right? Oh my goodness. This is, I'm gonna just whoops, whoops, so much of this because so many people at the time, well, it just feels heavy, so I won't do it. And we're gonna slap that out of the way for a second, okay? Because what I think a lot of the critics have about things like law of attraction, which is they say thing I hear it all the time is like, people just use this LOA stuff, this woo woo stuff, because they wanna be the ostrich, sticking their head in the sand, ignoring problems, and they're too lazy to actually do work. And I'm gonna say, you are absolutely right. There are absolutely people that are taking this information and saying, good, I can just ignore my problems and sit on my couch, okay? There absolutely are. And if there's anybody here that says there's not, you're crazy. Like there absolutely are people that are just in choosing to interpret it that way. But again, your life is the reflection of your vibratory state. So if you're not getting what you want in your life, if you don't have the things that you want, then something ain't working. Okay. Now, hopefully this isn't you, but it still like becomes like the more people learn about this, it becomes really easy. Like, I'm just going to, you know, bury my head in the sand. I'm going to give you examples of this, why you, this is a critical mistake, especially for entrepreneurs, because when we even talk about problems, um, we're in the business of solving problems. Like if problems didn't exist in the world from the way people perceive them, then you wouldn't have a business. You realize people pay you because they have an experience of having a problem, right? In business every day, you will have problems. I don't think a week has gone by where we didn't have something. Oh, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> we better go solve that. Now, again, I know you've heard me talk about how the, even the idea of problem doesn't really exist. It's true because it's an interpretation to label something as a problem. So bear with me, I'm not trying to contradict myself, but as the layman normal, you know, as we call it, normie out there in the world would call something a problem, those, the experience of an unwanted 
something in your life, a circumstance, an event, an occurrence of this is unwanted outcome, this is not what I desired, is inevitable. It's inevitable. Okay, even Abraham Hicks talks about the importance of having contrast in your life. So contrast is just more of a softer term than the word problem, <laughs> okay? But contrast is unavoidable, okay? So what really happens is people are ignoring the contrast. They're avoiding it. They're burying their heads in the sand and not dealing with it. Well, the universe is just going to provide. Now, it is providing. It's most likely providing you with this problem as an opportunity to change something, to do something different, and then you're ignoring it. So that's what we're going to talk about here today. Because what I'm here to propose is those things you're calling heavy and negative that give you the bad vibes, most of those things, now maybe there's exceptions, okay? Because I don't want to do absolutes here. Most of those things aren't actually heavy at all. They're not the thing that's giving this low vibe negative energy that's causing you to ignore it. They are neutral. And this is the huge distinction. That heavy feeling that you're getting when you focus on something that we call a problem is not coming from the thing itself, but rather the meaning that you've attached to that thing. The negative emotion is there because of the thought, belief, or story that you've already attached to this thing. For example, I mean, this is just a cliche example, but you, you're you an entrepreneur, you decide I wanna start a business, and you're like all excited about the possibility of making a bunch of money. Oh, it's so awesome. And helping a ton of people. And then some a-hole like me says, great, go get on a webinar and sell your stuff. Oh, selling feels so heavy. I just can't do that. I'm gonna, nope, I'm not gonna focus on selling because selling is heavy. That's what it sounds like in our mind too. It starts like this voice screaming, selling is so heavy. So I'll just ignore it and it'll go away, right? And I'll attract money other ways. Yeah, how's that working for you? Selling is not heavy. Selling is just selling, but selling isn't heavy. What's heavy is the story, the fear, the beliefs, and the thoughts that you've attached to this neutral concept called selling, period. Selling isn't heavy. The fear you have of what if they think I'm sleazy? What if they don't buy? What if I get rejected? What if no one likes it? What if they attack me, criticize me, reject me, judge me? That's where the heaviness is. And so what people do is they say, because this thing that I need to be doing feels heavy, I won't do it, and they avoid it. They say, I just gotta follow my bliss, and it's not in my bliss to sell, so I won't sell. And what they're doing is they're waiting for that to change before they're willing to do it. And because that thing wasn't actually ever heavy in the first place, it never will change, which means people be waiting a long, 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 long time. Where the faster route is to just change your thinking around selling. Again, this doesn't even need to be freaking woo-woo, guys. Look at anybody that has made a million dollars or more in the past 12 months, 
do you think selling is heavy for them? Or do you think they have a different relationship with selling? Do you think they think selling is just as heavy, but they are not aligned? They're not using the law of attraction. They're going upstream. No, they've just changed their relationship with selling so that selling is no longer selling. It is light, fun, enjoyable. Selling is you serving. Because as I've told you before, the transformation that you're committed to helping your students with begins with the transaction. But if you're worried that selling's too heavy, then you don't sell. You're not actually helping anyone because you never give them that opportunity to have that transaction, that commitment, that decision to invest in themselves because it's just so heavy. And this is pervasive. We're not just talking about selling here, guys. This is basically everything outside your comfort zone. So as entrepreneurs, and I really want you to get this, everything that you want is outside your comfort zone, okay? So this is the problem with people using the law of attraction. This is why it ain't working. Now it's always working, but it's not working the way you want it to. This is why. Everything that you want is outside your comfort zone or a thing. Now I'm speaking specifically in the context of business, okay? Everything that you want that you don't already have in the context of business is outside of your comfort zone. But what is your comfort zone? First of all, your comfort zone isn't this like, we tend to think it's like this universal thing that everyone has the same one. No, it's your own unique one based on your beliefs. It's that line that you've created between what is scary and what isn't, what's familiar and what's uncertain. It's the line of tolerance that you have for the unknown versus the known. It's the line, the boundary of which where you have beliefs that support you versus the beliefs that don't. But all of that is a creation of your mind. It's a creation of your thinking and you can change your thinking at any time, which means you can change your comfort zone at any time. So people say things like anything outside my comfort zone feels uncomfortable. So I'd like you right now to actually just think of one thing that may be outside your comfort zone right now. What's outside your comfort zone? Way outside, just outside, a little bit in, in between those two. Irrelevant, just what's outside your comfort zone. And chances are that feels uncomfortable. That's why it's outside your comfort zone. But even though it feels uncomfortable, it's actually not uncomfortable. It's not. Oh, no, James, it feels very uncomfortable even just to think about it. For some people, it could be doing that first Facebook Live. For some people, it could be speaking at their first event. It could be selling at their first event. It could be hosting their own event. It could be writing that best-selling book, could be starting that podcast. What's outside of your comfort zone right now? Whatever that is that you're focusing on, I'm here to tell you it's not uncomfortable. It just is. That's an emotion that you chose to attach to it by first attaching a belief. A belief like, 
if I do this thing and it doesn't work, or if I do this thing and it does work, or what if, what if, what if, that's all a product of your own thinking. So again, people are using law of attraction incorrectly when they say, you know, it doesn't feel good. It feels heavy and feels uncomfortable. So they wait for that thing to be comfortable before they do it, or they just choose not to do it at all. And I'm gonna give you a fantastic, very simple example of this, which is really what inspired this episode. Because that's what I've noticed, is I hear so many people that are like, I've been learning this and knowing this stuff for years, but it ain't working for me. Oh, no, 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 it works. It absolutely works, people. It's us that aren't using it, or rather, we're not working it the way we could be. So instead of waiting for this thing to not feel heavy or uncomfortable anymore, waiting for it to change, which will never happen, the solution is simple. You need to change. You need to change your belief, your meaning, your perspective of this thing so that it feels light and easy and in flow for you. That's the work. If you just did that, what I just said with everything in your life, you would never need to listen to another episode of this again or anything else. Because when you start to change your focus on something until it feels light, you will increase your frequency until you match with it. And then doing it and being successful with it becomes light and easy. For example, you could... Choose today to be right in your ineffectiveness of saying, no, James, selling is bad and evil and, and you can't do it. And, you, you know, there's only certain ways in which you can. And, you know, I got to get permission and I got to do it a certain way and all this stuff, which is you already feel like negative emotion just trying to argue for that angle. So if it doesn't feel good talking about it, maybe that's an indicator right there. And instead, you could say, well, what would make selling feel light? See, have you ever considered that when something feels heavy to just go, and what would make this feel light? Oh, well, what if I really chose to see selling as a service? You know, I've been sold to it before and there have been times that I didn't like it, but there have been times that I did. And I don't think it's really that selling is heavy. It's just that selling done the right way can be really light and really fun. And I think I could learn how to do it the right way. And I think I could try but I'm afraid, you know, people will say no. So selling is still really heavy because I don't get a no. Well, why is, why is that so heavy? Why, guys, if you just started having these crazy conversations like I always have in my head, oh my goodness. Why does that feel so heavy and scary to have someone say no to you? Well, that's easy because you've attached a meaning to that. What does it mean when someone says no to you? What does that mean? Because the no isn't heavy. The no is just a no. It's just two letters, a couple of lines and a circle with a period, a couple of syllables and sounds. No. There's no heaviness in that. The heaviness is the belief, the meaning that you've put a, attached to that about you. Well, if someone says no, it means I'm a loser. Does it really? Because I get people saying no to me every day. When we do a launch, 95 to 96% of people in the launch say no. 
yet we still make millions and millions of dollars. I really don't care because a no can also mean not yet, not right now. It ain't got anything to do with me, especially when you say no. How much when you say no, is it really because you're putting the person's value and self-worth on the chopping block? You know what? I was going to buy their program because I know it's going to help me, but I just don't think they're a deserving human being. They don't have enough self-worth. They don't deserve my money. They're not young enough, old enough, attractive enough. Now, I know their stuff could help me, but for those reasons, I'm going to say no. Come on. (laughs) That's not why we say no. We say no because we say, I don't see the value in this for me. I don't see how this is going to help me. Or I'm too busy, or it's not the right time, or I'm doing something else. Has nothing to do with the person making the offer. Yet when the tables are turned, look at where we go. So selling isn't heavy. And these are all these things that people then avoid. And they're all outside your comfort zone because you put them there. And you put them there with the stories and the negative beliefs, the meaning and interpretations that you put right next to them. Selling means this. If I sell, it means this has to happen. If someone says no, it means this about me. No, it doesn't. This is what like waking up and freeing yourself from this, your own, a prison of your own making. That's what your comfort zone really is. It's a, it's a self-imposed prison that you've put yourself in. You created the line between where the land of comfort and uncomfort exists. You created that. That's why people say it changes when they step outside. Yeah. But you don't even need to step outside your comfort zone. You can just take everything that's uncomfortable and put it in your comfort zone. You can just choose to say it's not uncomfortable. For me, getting on a Facebook Live is the same as like picking my nose. It's no different. (laughs) What a weird example. But it's just to make sure you're paying attention still. Okay, so I want to give you a really specific example. And it's really the example that inspired this. This is a specific habit that I want you all to adapt. So a couple of weeks ago in the office, I had, I would use the word altercation, but that's even a little too heavy. (laughs) (laughs) right? Making fun of our heavy versus light stuff. I had an experience with a member of the team that didn't go over well. Uh, They got upset. They got upset with me. It was what people would call, oh my goodness, uncomfortable emotions and some drama. Okay. Now what most people do when they're like practicing this law of attraction thing is saying, well, I don't want to give this any energy and I don't want to focus on it. So I'm going to bury my head in the sand and it will go away. This is what I'm talking about as this is the wrong way to do this. And this is why it ain't working because maybe it could go away. Maybe, but I don't think it will. And here's why. Number one, we're working with another human being. So they're going to have their unsettled stuff and they're probably not going to let it go away because they're gonna keep focusing on what happened. And number two, it makes it prone for it to happen again with them, or maybe to spread it to somebody else and then it happened with them. And so instead, if we looked at this, as these are the opportunities for us to lean in to learn the lessons, we'll never have to deal with it again, okay? So someone got upset, it was very easy to just say like, oh, love attraction, all I do is put my rose-colored glasses on and be happy, 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 happy. No, here's what I did instead. I looked at this and I said, oh, we've got a little bit of a problem. And instead of pretending like there are no problems, there are no problems, there are problems, I said, which means this is an opportunity for a breakthrough. 
This is an opportunity for a breakthrough. And I leaned right into it. I pulled this individual aside and we had an amazing conversation. We worked it out. We dealt with it. We accepted what is. Hey, something went down and it wasn't pleasant. And I would like this to be pleasant. I would like to come out of this conversation with us being even stronger and have a better relationship and more effective communication and prevent this from ever happening again in, in the future. And we leaned it right into it. I leaned right into it. And I wasn't willing to let up until we resolved it, until we created something bigger and better. And I could have let my little ego get in the way and, and say, oh, but this is uncomfortable and there's going to be more emotions and you're going to have to deal with it. And, and it's so easy to just not. But I'm here to offer that chances are there are some things in your life that you are avoiding and putting off. And maybe now you're letting the law of attraction be the reason why. But are they really going away? Not, you know, to go back to our selling example, avoiding selling because it feels uncomfortable. Is that making you more money? Deep down, you can't really lie to yourself. So you know in your heart of hearts when you're being true to you and what things you really do need to deal with and what things you don't. And I would start listening to that part of you because I knew that that needed to be dealt with. And we both came out on the other side and both grew from that experience and improved a massive amount, like unbelievable. And I'm so grateful that I did that. But the difference is I didn't go into it as a problem, as a victim, as, oh my gosh, why are you doing this to me? Why don't you just be happy? No, I went into this, leaned into it with excitement. I changed my relation. I said, this doesn't have to be complicated and uncomfortable. This is an opportunity for a massive breakthrough for both of us. Let's do this. I changed my relationship with it first. But if something like that is outside your comfort zone and you just let your comfort zone tell you what you should do and not do in your life because the law of attraction says follow what feels good, you're never actually going to get to the things that are going to make the magic in your life happen. So I look at this as two ways. You actually just step outside your comfort zone and do things more uncomfortable, or you bring those things that are outside your comfort zone into your comfort zone by changing your relationship with them, by changing the beliefs that you have about them, by changing the meanings that you've attached to them, by shifting the perspective that you have. You take those things that appear so scary, so uncomfortable, so OMG, I could never do that, and you change the way you think about them change your relationship with them. And when you do that, you will notice that you match the frequency of that thing. You will align with it. And I'm here today in my business because of all the work I've done to align with the outcomes that I want. And you're here to do the same. You're not here to run away from things outside your comfort zone and hide and sit on your couch and eat Cheetos and watch Netflix all day. Oh, but, but the law of attraction told me if I just close my eyes and think of a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, it will just appear in my life. Okay? And has that worked yet? You chose to put those things that are outside your comfort zone outside your comfort zone. Now you can choose to put them back in. Or rather, you can choose 
and boy, this is the level of mastery, you can choose to have no comfort zone at all. See, even to have a zone, a line, a boundary between what is comfortable and not is still your choice. So I hope this offers something for both people that have been like skeptics of this versus people that are already practicing this in their lives. Because today where I'm at, one of the things I like to reflect on is I say, you know what, I'm successful for one reason based on how I determine success because I'm more willing to make more mistakes than most people. And those mistakes happen when you're doing things that are outside what people would call outside their comfort zone. So I'm just more willing to make more mistakes. And how? How are you willing to do that? And the answer is, is because I really don't care about making a mistake. I don't care about what people, oh, you made a typo. Oh, you have a broken link. Oh, you did this wrong. So? Like why we care so much about these things that don't matter. They're only there to keep you safe, to protect you, but they'll keep you in your comfort zone. And that's great. That's fine. That's not what you came here to do. I'm talking to entrepreneurs. And that's the thing for some reason most people just don't get. Entrepreneurs don't play it safe. They don't play small. Entrepreneurs take risks. You live outside this thing people call the comfort zone. That's what you signed up for. Most people sign up for entrepreneurship because they go, oh, wouldn't it be nice to just work for myself? That's not what entrepreneurship is. You just see this like little veneer glamorous side of like, oh, but I get a big following and people know me and applaud me. No, that's like one of the little perks you get for living this type of life. But no one's going to applaud you or follow you because you lived the safest, cushiest comfort zone life. Wow, I'm so inspired by this person that never takes a risk, that cares so much what other people think. I'm so inspired by how much this person is worried by everyone else's opinion of them. That's really encouraging. No, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. So I hope this was beneficial. I hope this was beneficial for our critics and cynics, which I love you all. And I hope this was beneficial for those of you who are putting this to practice in your life. Now, I heard something else recently that I'll end on, which I thought was really fascinating because I hear this phrase a lot where people are like, I think I manifested that. <laughs> so I want to leave you with this idea that the law of attraction does work and it doesn't just work when you choose to work it. It's always working. It's a law like gravity. So when people are saying, I think I manifested that today. I think this thing that happened, I manifest. Things become really powerful when you start to accept the fact that everything in your life is a product of your creation. So you manifested everything. Just like gravity, like if you fell today or tripped, you'd be like, I think I used gravity today. <laughs> it's like, we're always using it. It's always there. And so what a lot of people are doing is putting these little compartmentalized practices into their life. If I spend five minutes a day manifesting, then this will start working for me. And maybe, but then I'm wondering, what are you doing for the 23 plus hours of the day after that? What are you manifesting right now? What are you going to manifest in five minutes from now, 10 minutes from now, 20 minutes from now, the rest of the day, what are you manifesting? What is your vibratory state? Because what most people are doing is they're focusing on what they want for five minutes and then focusing on the fact that they don't have it. 
for the rest of the day. And what you focus on is what you get. You got to get out of some of that logic for a moment. You can focus on the fact that you have the money that you have in your bank account, but that doesn't change your circumstances. That just recreates them because you get what you focus on. So when you begin to make focusing on what you want the dominant discipline for your entire day, for at least 51% of your day, watch the magic unfold. And here's the thing. It's not that it doesn't work. It's that you're not working it. So you just keep looking at your life the same way you would look at a mirror. So you look at a mirror. Let's say you're about to go out or you just ate dinner and you go in the bathroom and you look in the mirror and you check your teeth. The mirror is just going to reflect back whether or not you have stuff in your teeth. And you go, oh, good. And you get it out of your teeth. Your life is doing the exact same thing to you. It's just showing you the state, the frequency, the emotions, the intentions, and the energy you've been holding. Well, that makes sense for some of you maybe, but that's not what we do. See, in, in the mirror, in the bathroom, you look at the, oh, I have spinach in my teeth, and you just take it out, and you move on. You use the mirror of your life, and you go, oh, I look at my bank account, I don't have enough money. And instead of saying, oh, I need to change my frequency to that of more money and vibrate more abundance into my life, we go, no, I don't have more money. I don't have money. Look at the money. I don't look at the mirror. Could you imagine just standing in the mirror at a bathroom doing that? It'd be like, I have spinach in my teeth. I have spinach in my teeth. Give me some more spinach. I need more spinach. I got to put the spinach in all of the teeth because look at all the spinach in my teeth. That's what we're doing. So we must be willing to look at our lives that way, like a mirror, and to focus on what we want. But also not have this negative emotion with the stuff that we don't want because that's just going to keep it perpetuated. Can't you just be neutral about the fact that there's spinach in your teeth? Oh, I don't have a lot of money in my bank account. Okay, great. I'll just go make some. I'll just go track some more. Now, I know this is simple and I know it's easier said than done, right? There's a difference between simple and easy. This would be one of the hardest things you ever do. But I know you're capable of it. We all are. And it's hard only because we didn't grow up learning this. It's hard because you're learning a new way to like get through life, to live life, to experience life. So it's new, it's different. But just because something's hard doesn't mean you don't do it. Because everything in your life that comes easy to you now that you can think of was once hard. It was once a little uncomfortable, confusing or overwhelming. But you chose to do it anyway. And you can choose to do this as well and practice it moment by moment, day by day. And when anything feels heavy or uncomfortable, realize that that thing itself is not heavy or uncomfortable. But the belief or meaning you've attached to it is. And you can change that in an instant. All right. Thank you so much for tuning into this week. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know your feedback. You're amazing. Hang out with me over on the Instagrams. We've got more amazing episodes coming your way, so stay tuned, make sure you're subscribed, and I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? 
I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.